Welcome back to the Turner Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Ethan, and with me, as always, is Kevin. Hello. Colt. And today we have some guests. We have Corey, Tracy, and Brooke. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. So, <laughs> what we will be talking about today are uh, our internship program and a little bit about um, new full-time hires and what we're looking for, how to reach us, um, kind of life as an intern, stuff like that. So um, I guess, uh, so we'll be directing questions to Corey and Tracy and Brooke. They're kind of, um, I don't know, what would, uh, what would you say that y'all's job title? I don't know. It's, I guess you, let's, let's start off with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's have y'all introduce yourself. Sorry guys. So uh, Corey, why don't you introduce yourself and a brief history and your job title? Okay. Well, obviously my name is Corey and I have been in the HR and marketing field for uh, way too long to put on a podcast because then that would totally age me. But um, basically what we do here is I've been with CropQuest for about a year and a half and kind of team up with Tracy on a marketing and HR. We do, we have a team approach um, to the recruiting, which, which is nice because it's always great to have that additional hand and uh, guidance. And I'm uh, Tracy Smith, and I've been with CropQuest since 2011, I believe. Um, kind of jumped into this role um, after college, and um, yeah, I've kind of been working on our uh, recruiting efforts and developing our internship program. Um, and we have um, Brooke with us that we've invited in as well, and she's actually been one of our recruits recently, so if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Brooke Zimmer. I'm actually an agronomist with the Montezuma division. I, uh, I did three internships with CropQuest under two different divisions, and I just finished my first full year here in Montezuma, so up until that, I was basically a professional intern. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. We need them, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that's usually a good way to find a full-time job too eventually we have to hire you you know well person just won't go away we keep kicking them i guess we need yeah. to hire them so well we've already dumped so much money into training you might as well keep you around at this point so. exactly so hey we're happy to have you brooke oh thank you i'm happy to be here so um i guess uh we'll, we'll I'll, I'll try to to throw a question specifically at folks. So, um, Tracy, what would you say, uh, if I was uh, a prospective intern, um, what were some of the things that would make me, uh, appealing to crop quest? Um, you know, some of the things that crop quest looks at for, to hire an intern, um, that would maybe give me a leg up in the hiring process. Yeah. Yeah, so we really look at um, all classes and, you know, so we'll go to career fairs and um, some of these students come up to us and say, well, I'm just a freshman, so I'm not really looking, but we do look at uh, freshmen um, all the way through um, their junior, senior year um, to come do an internship with CropQuest and um, we're placing the interns across the entire company. So um, a lot of us are calling out of our Dodge City, Kansas office, but um, we have agronomists um, all over Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas Panhandle, Lila surrounding states. And uh, so we do send our interns um, to those areas. 
and um, really looking for you know somebody that's going to be a good fit in, in a specific location that we're recruiting for. Um, so your willingness to um, possibly travel um, out to a different location for a summer um, to get a good a good learning opportunity, um, and you know a, just a general interest in um, becoming an agronomist because ultimately that's our goal of having an internship program is um, to bring on you know find our full time people find a good fit um, give our interns an opportunity to see if CropQuest is a good fit for them. Um, to see if they want to become an employee owner one day. Um, so I would say also just a general um, kind of passion and interest. Um, that's going to go a long ways. It's not necessarily um, not necessarily having to be an agronomy or plant and soil science major, um, but if you've got that interest in um, helping farmers um, to be more profitable, more efficient out in the field, um, that's going to go a long ways. Yeah, you know, and, and I think if you're, you need to think if, if you're a student, you need to think of as an internship with CropQuest as kind of an interview. And um, not only was Brooke an intern, repeat of, you know, or repeat offender intern, so was I, and uh, so was Kevin. So um, you interned in the same division I did, didn't you? Yeah, my first internship was in Montezuma, and then I interned. In, so the growing season in South Texas starts in January, and we plant corn the first week of February. So um, I did something kind of weird. I, I, so the summer of 2012, I was in Montezuma, and then I went to school for a semester and then unenrolled and was in, an intern from uh, January 1st until the end of August in South Texas so I could hit all the crops. Because if, if you come in May in South Texas, you miss everything but like the last three weeks of corn. So, um, so we can you know, actually I, call you a dropout. I did, you know, trying to sell that whole situation to my mother was very difficult. <laughs> I bet so. I, I bet so. That, was, that did not go over well with my parents, you know. I don't, I don't know. I feel like John actually had to call my parents. And it, it took some finagling for sure. I bet it did. Uh, yeah. Um, and Ethan, what about your first internship? I mean, how many, how far away were you from home in your school? Uh, uh, so from home, I think it was 18 or 19 hours from home. Man. So I grew up on in the Texas coast um, between Houston and Victoria, for if anyone knows where that is. So I left uh, wearing shorts and flip-flops in the middle of May at like 3 in the morning with my truck loaded down. And I get a stop in liberal Kansas. And I've noticed as the closer I get to Kansas, the more I'm cutting my AC down in my truck because – I, you know, I had an older truck with not a thermometer. So I was like, okay, whatever, you know, well, I get out and liberal, like, Oh boy, it is 50 degrees. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I just get myself into? So, you know, I, I work in long sleeve shirts, you know, for sun protection, but outside of that, uh, I was not prepared for 50 degree weather every morning for the first two or three weeks of my internship. So it was definitely a culture shock a little bit from that aspect, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it in, you know, have done it any other way. I mean, it's, it's three months, you know, I mean, what I tell folks is, um, you know, I grew up in rice country and then I experienced Southwest Kansas, which was the opposite of rice country. I mean, <laughs> the only thing similar, I make this joke with, with Shannon before is it's very flat and you could probably, you know, it, you don't have to laser level those fields. If you had the water, you could farm rice just fine there. 
you know, because it doesn't, it doesn't drain very much. But um, they were engineered that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I always tell when, you know, I recruited A&M since we're closer and I always tell folks, I mean, you need to go somewhere different. You need to experience something else. Just uh, it's three months. I mean, you're there to learn. Well, it gives you, gives you <laughs> perspective too, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, it is a paid internship, you know, you're not like you're working for free here and you can, you're going to learn and see what, you know, try to, you know, it's not a hard internship. It's, I mean, you got to prove something to yourself mentally, you know, just from a, and kind of test your, your metal from a agronomic standpoint. And it's, it's more intense than you'll ever, um, you know, you ever get from a classroom, you know, and I, my grades got better when I went back to college because there was so much of a, a um, um, there was just another level of understanding, you know, when I got back and I think then the, one of the classes I took that fall when I got back from uh, Montezuma was a, a weed science class and it made so much more sense having went through all these recommendations with all the guys. And then you go to the weed science class. Like, oh, well, I knew this already, you know, so. Well, um, and I, um, and I think this is the case in a lot of the universities that we recruit from, but like I went to Oklahoma state and you have to have an internship to graduate. That's half mm -hmm. the reason that I kind of ended up in this in the first place is because I had to fulfill that requirement. And I remember before I did it, I thought, well, that seems silly. I mean, I could totally be, you know, doing something else with my summer, making more money or, or whatever. And then I, I realized within the first few weeks of my first internship that I didn't really understand anything, like really truly understand anything that I learned in class until I saw it in the field and actually, you know, in real life. Yeah, I've always said, I've always said that our interns or even when I was an intern, you learn more in three months than you do three years of college. Straight up. Like it's just, it's, it's grueling. It's in your face, but like it soaks in in the end and, it makes everything make sense when you're in, in the, in, if you're in the agronomy department or in, in that area of interest, as far as your degree goes. And it's when you come back to your second internship, it's crazy how that can, how that much improves. And there's even another level of understanding. You think of all the, the stuff that you, you're in your second one and you, you see the stuff you missed the first one. Like how did I go through a summer and not learn that, you know? Mm -hmm. well, such a big learning curve in, you know, what we do the first couple of weeks, I feel like you're just, there's so much information and so much that you're trying to understand. And I mean, the, the agronomists do a good job of, of teaching it and trying to keep you up to speed and make sure you don't miss anything. But yeah, I agree. I, I, had the same experience when I came back the second summer. I also, again, felt like I didn't really understand anything until I came back. And, oh, I remember that. And I remember seeing that and doing that and understanding why. Yeah. And that, I think, at when you if you become a full-time agronomist, that's something that you choose and CropQuest chooses to keep you, that the stuff you – the work ethic that you learn as an intern um, really builds you as an agronomist of how – you know, with us, we're always finding new crops. You know, somebody will call us, hey, can you check my squash? Well, I'm an intern with no one training me now, and I have to learn how to check squash, you know. I mean, it's, it's weird stuff like that happens to me all the time, and I think that internship 
built a kind of a, a curious mind and a, a pathway to learn stuff on my own and with a little bit of guidance or, or a lot of guidance and that helps a lot. So I want to back up a little bit. Is there any real like, uh, like not bylaws, but is there any hard requirements that we have for um, internships or full time, any like degree restrictions or uh, no. stuff like that? Okay. Yeah. So there are a few requirements. You have to be at least 18 years old. Uh, but as far as degree requirements, we don't require a specific degree in agronomy per se. We have um, different majors um, within all of our divisions of agronomists. So that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, make a difference of what you're going into, you know, in your college career, just as long as you do get that degree prior to coming on board on a full-time position. Um, you have to have a clean driving record because you'll, you are given a company truck and an ATV. And so, you know, you are responsible for driving. And that is one of the requirements is the, a clean driving record, a valid driver's license. Yeah, yeah you have to have a driver's license. Yep. No doubt, you do. It's a little <laughs> difficult to do our job <laughs> on, on horseback, yeah. you know, it uh, doesn't work. So um, should we go into maybe the day-to-day -day life as an intern of like what you're what you're doing. I know we touched a little bit about it, but more specifically, um, what is, may, may not hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way that it was sold to me and at least kind of the experience that I had is you're basically doing pretty much everything that full-time agronomists do short of actually making herbicide recommendations and, and decisions like that. And even some of that, you know, can come later on as you start to show that you understand those things and you know your agronomist may start to ask for your opinion on on things like that but yeah i mean basically you're you're doing our job <laughs> and you're you're helping us do our job mm -hmm. well um you know to expound on that you're kind of an extra set of eyes i mean as a full-time guy you know you have uh, so many things going on and in a certain well you're restricted by time i guess to get it all done and it doesn't hurt to have another set of eyes look at stuff even also, even if they are inexperienced i mean oftentimes sometimes they challenge you and your knowledge because um hey what is this well i've never really thought about it you know like it, it doesn't maybe maybe in my mind it doesn't affect anything but in them in their mind they're like hey why are we seeing this yeah and, and i've been on both, both parties of that i mean i've had you know other agronomists that i've worked with say kind of the same thing like i would ask them well why do we do it this way and and kind of have them think that and then i've also had interns ask me well why are you doing that or or why do we do that and it just kind of brings you back to basics i think you know sometimes we get really tied up in what we've been doing forever and um things like that that we just kind of forget about some of the fundamental things and that's where they come in a lot and you know remind you of things like that yeah interns yeah. are not complacent at all because they're so they're you know it's kind of like a, a baby calf they're so weak on their legs an intern everything's new you know, this yeah. bug's new this you know i mean it's you notice absolutely everything because you know it's all fresh. I so. used to bring, I would pick up a leaf with a spot on it or a, a bug or a weed or something and, and bring it to the agronomist I was working with my first summer. And he would look at me and say, how did you even notice that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, is there any other points, uh, Corey and Tracy about interns that we should touch on? I think one of the questions that, um, we get a lot asked a lot, um, in the recruiting process, um, 
in visiting with students at career fairs um, is, is sort of you know what sets CropQuest apart from other other um, companies that they may be looking at. And there's a few things that uh, we like to hit on, um, you know, to point out. Uh, one is being that we're an employee-owned company. And that's uh, really unique um, for the industries um, as a whole, even. Um, so when a, a person comes on full-time with CropQuest, they um, actually are eligible becoming an employee owner after um, six months. And um, what, that, what that means is there's a retirement account set up for you. And um, you know the company's been able to uh, provide up to um, in the years past been able to uh, provide 15% um, and put that towards retirement for you. And so not a penny of that is coming out of your paycheck. So a lot of um, a lot of employers might match something. You know, they, if you put in 5% out of your paycheck, they they may match 5%. And that would be a really good um, retirement account set up for you. Um, but at CropQuest, uh, with us being an, an employee-owned company, the company's uh, essentially providing um, your retirement for you. And so, again, the, nothing is coming out of your paycheck. And um, another big point is our health insurance. And I think Corey has a lot of experience, especially with her prior um, work experiences um, within the health insurance plan. So, I don't know, Corey, would you explain a little bit more on that? No, I, th I think one of the one of the things that attracts people to CropQuest is that we pay 100% of the premium for your medical, dental, vision, and health insurance. Whether you're an individual, if you're individual and a child, or if you have a family, um, we pay for that, which is uh, which is amazing. And we have one of the best plans that's out there. Um, you know, when you talk to our insurance agent, you know, who works for our insurance company, he says that we even have better insurance than he does. So that's attractive. And that's what, what they don't realize is the cost of health insurance, if they had to pay that out of pocket. Um, and a lot of, a lot of you know, um, coming out of college, my first job, I, that had to come out of my paycheck. I was, um, I felt like young and healthy and um, I really didn't see the benefit of it. And, it, but a big chunk of that was coming out of my paycheck because I knew I needed it. Um, so it, here at CropQuest, I, I think that's awesome that um, we're able to pay 100% of that premium and uh, really take care of our employees. Yep. And I think one of the other things, too, is when we're out recruiting for interns, we talk to them about our culture, you know, and, and what it's like to be a part of the CropQuest team. Uh, a lot of our divisions realize that, you know, these students are away from home for the summer. And so they, they want to get them out of there on the weekends. They encourage them to go home and get involved and, and spend time with their family if they can. This isn't a, a sun up, sun down, seven days a week job for an intern. Um, you know, we try to be flexible with them and allow them that time to go home over the weekends. You know, and if they choose, if they just decide that they want to stay and our agronomists are working, they're welcome to join along. Um, they're gonna they're gonna get paid for it, and it's it's up to them how much time they want to put into it. But it is a work life balance, and we do encourage that. You know that is something else too. And as far as being an intern and coming into CropQuest, even though you're not an employee owner at that point, um, you're definitely experiencing it and feeling it. Uh, you're paired up with a full time agronomist that is an owner of the company, so. That's a unique setup itself, uh, where a lot of your other companies, you know, you're not going to get that opportunity to be able to work with somebody that is an owner and and fully vested in that company. And you know, it, just that that culture that we have here at CropQuest, 
we want to help each other out. You know, we're all owners. We all want to see this co company succeed. We want our interns to be successful. Um, it's just a, a ripple effect, I would say. Right. And I think it's really neat to hear the interns talk about the things that they do with the agronomists over the summer, whether it's a family barbecue, whether it's bowling, whether it's going to a rodeo with the team and it's just getting involved and getting to know them, taking them under our wing and, uh, you know, getting to know them outside of work. Sure. The, um, another thing besides the employee ownership aspect of it is uh, CropQuest. Um, I'm sure a lot of our uh, listeners know this, but we don't have any products that we sell. So it's just the consult consulting services that we provide, um, you know, so it's not necessarily a sales um, role. I mean, we, we do look for those salesmanship skills in our, in our recruits. Um, you've got to be able to sell yourself and sell the company in that. But um, as far as meeting like a sales quota, it's not like a, a, a salesman job. Say. You know, right. I think, I think even when I was looking for internships, I think, um, it was, I think, I believe, believe that crop close was probably one of the better paying internships when I went through. I mean, it, it was some companies offer, um, you know, an hourly rate and crop quest is more based on kind of a salary type thing. And, um, it, it was by far one of the better, uh, paying internships you could get. Um, there, there was a reason why I moved 18 hours for home for three months. Yeah. You know? And so you know, like I gotta do that being the lowest paid option, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, and you know, back to what Corey said, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in ag; everybody works the same hours. I mean, it does not. I mean, it is grueling and it is grinding in the summertime, and that's just when everybody is getting after it and things are going on. And mm -hmm. I guess one thing I'm gonna say is that one bad part about our internship is they don't get to see the winter time. You know, they get yeah. to see no. the go time, the, the time that we're busy and stressed. And uh, we do many times work sun up to sundown, um, but uh, they don't get to see all the meetings. And then the more relaxed environment is, um, is October and November and, and the winter months come. But I think part of that is good. I mean, I've, told our interns before, I said, you know, I, I almost feel bad because you guys are basically here during the actually least fun part of our job. But I also think that that's a good thing because if they make it through that and they still really genuinely enjoy it and they want to come back, then it's only going to get better for them if they decide to pursue a career with us. If you can make it through the hard part, then the rest of your year and the rest of your career is going to seem like a cakewalk. So yeah. Yeah. So I got a, a question for you, Brooke. Just um, you came back for several different internships over the summers. What brought you back the second time? You know, I did not know jobs like this existed. Um, I my dad was in the military, so we moved around a lot. I I mean, my my grandpa used to have some dairy cows and stuff, but we just never really been involved in the farm. So I I kind of fell into ag on accident, and like I said earlier, I I picked up an internship partially because I clicked really well with uh, Tom Stebley, my manager at the time in our interview, and partially because I needed it to graduate. And I remember telling Tom on the second day of my first summer that if you keep hiring me, I will keep coming back. Yeah. And I just knew, I mean, I was, I was so attracted to the unbiased, not being a salesman, you know, selling any products and, and also just the, 
family type feel that this company had. And I, you know, if I, there was a brief moment where there weren't any full-time positions open and I was kind of heartbroken when I thought I wasn't going to get to come on full-time. And it just, I mean, it worked out so well that I moved to Western Kansas, which is a place I said that I swore to myself I would never move. <laughs> so it was worth it. We all have to do our time there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we all swear such things and it doesn't come true in the end. <laughs> I remember because I said from the beginning, I said, I just don't want to live in Western Kansas, don't want to live in Western Kansas. And then thought I wasn't going to get a job. Tracy called me one day and said, what would you think about interviewing for a, a graduate internship in our Montezuma, Kansas division? And so I put the phone down and I Googled where Montezuma was. And, oh, fine. <laughs> That is a good point, though, because that's that's part of the reason I've stayed where I've at have am in Ulysses, and it's it's the family environment. And I would not work for any other company living here. <laughs> and it, it's kind of I guess you talk to other people that work for other companies, and it may be slightly weird that my core group of folks that I hang out with is work related. You know, yeah. like yeah. I mean, for some that's pretty weird, um, but it's just it works. Yeah. And we're, well, we are a large or a small family, however you want to look at it. Yeah, and it, it's so nice to, it's liberating to come to work and enjoy your work and enjoy what you do, but enjoy who you work with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and be able to hang with them outside of work or have each other's backs or, you know, when you're having a bad day, they, they know it and they have your back. I always joke about the Montezuma division being in it. It's like having four big brothers. <laughs> mm -hmm. You do have four big brothers there. <laughs> Yeah. And when you go through tough stuff, you have the guys that you work with to lean on, you know, whether it's, um, you know, somebody sick in the family or, you know, have a grandparent die. We well, just go, you just go take care of your family and we catch the slack. I mean, well, and even, even in the work environment, just the, I always worry. I mean, even now there's days where I'll call the guys that, you know, the other guys in my division, multiple times a day because I'm not quite clear on something or I'm trying to figure out, you know, which way to go one way or the other. And I'll, you know, for the third or fourth time that day, I'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I promise this is the last time I'll call you. And they're like, no, no, please just, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Like we, we like that you call and we like that you want to make sure you're not just guessing. Well, and, and the thing too, from a customer standpoint is they're not signing up Brooke. They're not signing up Ethan. Right. They're signing up CropQuest. So why would I ever complain if Brooke said, Hey, what about this cotton insecticide? Well, she's, you know, 12 hours away, but I still want her to be one of the best cotton consultants in Southwest, in Southwest Kansas. So if she calls me about Indigo on flea hoppers, well, I'm going to give her my opinion mm -hmm. because she that far away, she's still a reflection on me and I'm still a reflection on her. So, yeah. you know, um, a quote one time uh, I heard from JJ Watt about his little brother, TJ, you know, they're both defensive ends in the NFL and they were battling uh, a couple years ago for the, the sack uh, title who had the most sacks. And JJ said, well, I want my brother to be number two. I just want him to be one less sack than me. You know, I want, you know, so I want him to be just as good as me, but just a little bit better, you know, than him. And that's, I feel that a lot within our division. And then amongst the companies, we want everybody to be, some of the best people from a consulting standpoint, but there's a little bit of competitive competitiveness within us too, to be a little bit better than the other one. But that only that's not, there's no animosity there. It just, it well, makes we, our service. I mean, we all have our strengths too. You know, that's, I've found like in my division specifically with some of the 
older guys, um, you know, that maybe doesn't understand the precision ag and technology and all that so much where, <laughs> where, uh, you know, I, I, it kind of came naturally to me because it was there from the start and I didn't have to dig my heels into the sand and, and not go with the learning curve. I just kind of came in knowing it. So where he has maybe a little bit more, um, field experience and he maybe knows a little bit more about chemicals and stuff like that. I can lean on him for that and he can turn around and lean on me to help him with maybe some of the technology or precision stuff that he doesn't quite understand as well. So um, should we pivot a little bit? Maybe uh, we've touched on this some, but the, maybe the transition to full-time um, I don't know, maybe we've talked about it enough. Well, uh, I mean, we've, we've touched on it, but maybe we just officially, is there any specifics that um, we look at um, or, or maybe somebody full-time who hasn't interned, you know? I think somebody, um, so when we're looking at somebody who hasn't interned with PropQuest before, it makes it a little difficult because you're taking a, you know, you're taking a risk, you're taking a chance like most employers do, but what's important in looking at somebody that is full-time but never been with CropQuest is, has they, have they had a consulting uh, internship with another company, whether you know, that's a, an individual or, you know, what their experience has been. Um, we find more su- the more successful candidates do have that experience. They've been out in the field. They have scouted before. They know what they're looking for. They know what they're getting into um, over the summer. And so that's an important piece of it. You know, when we're talking to, um, jumping back to the interns and, you know, and growing them into a full-time position, when we're talking to them, we tell them that, you know, their best opportunity to get a full-time job with CropQuest is to do a consulting uh, internship over the summer. It doesn't necessarily have to be with CropQuest. It does help, but a consulting internship altogether is what is what we're looking for in, in a full time. Um, and you know, definitely have to have that that college degree. But more than anything, you're looking for the personality. You're looking for the the person that's going to fit into your culture. Um, you know, we're gonna you can you can teach skills, but the right attitude and the right person is who you're looking for. Mom used to always tell me, I don't really care what your background is. I just want you to be a self-starter and have a good attitude. Right. Is more what we look for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a good work ethic and you're personable, you know, we can't teach a personality. We can't teach a work ethic. You've got it or you don't. You know, if you're a lazy bum, I can't work with you. I mean, you're not going to, you're going to have a hard time finding a job anyway, you know, but, um, but like Brooke said, if you're a self-starter, that's huge. I mean, in this industry, you have to have that. You have to have the motivation to go do cold calls and 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 uh, generate business, new business every year. You know, um, well, that, that doesn't ever really stop. You know, sometimes it finds you as you've been here longer, but um, you've got to you've got to hustle for sure. Well, and another thing, I mean, kind of about being full time is there's nobody um, there's nobody breathing down your neck. I mean, your your boss is not micromanaging you, you know, most of us aren't reporting to an office or anything like that every single day. So when you're out here full time, I mean, it's up to you to get your butt out of bed in the morning and go do stuff. It's, you know, nobody is sitting around telling you like, you need to get this, 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 and this done today. You have to set that for yourself and and set yourself up for success and want to go out and do those things. Right. Right. And it's it's almost like we're a business within a business like uh, my clients and, and everybody I work with is, is my business personally underneath the crop quest umbrella, truthfully. So, so, you know, um, it's, it's all you like it, 
it, you will make it successful or, or, you know, um, or it won't work. Your manager doesn't no, no know pressure. what's going on there most of the time. <laughs> They're yep. counting on you to, to get your stuff done and, and be accountable to yourself. And, and you know, we, if you're not capable of doing that, we're probably not going to hire you because that's what this industry takes. I mean, all, you know, all jokes aside, you know, you've got to have that in you to, to be successful. And if you don't, then it'll, it'll show itself, you know, yeah. and that, and that's, you know, why, you know, I made the comment about your internship as a three month interview because usually we'll find that, you know, and um, interns definitely, you, you give yourself a leg up when it comes to full-time just because of that you, you're going to learn a lot about somebody in three months, mm -hmm. especially Absolutely. the busiest three months of the year. Right. Yeah, they're put to the test. yeah. That's a, that's a trial that, that summer is like you said, it's, it's grueling, um, but it can be the most satisfying, you know, reward in the end. And it's also something that you kind of have to, as an intern, keep in perspective, like, you know, when, and even more so as a full-time agronomist, these people, these farmers are basically putting their livelihood in your hands. So, you know, making the wrong decision or, or half hazardly doing anything um, can, can really screw things up. I mean, if you get complacent, you can make or break some things on these operations. So you, you know, you have to make sure that you're there for the right reasons and you're in it to win it. And, you know, genuine, I guess is the best way to say it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a passion for it. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin, is there anything else we think we need to touch on from an intern or full time? Well, I guess I got a question. You know, let's say you guys are looking at a, a resume, and I'll pour, point this at Tracy or Corey. And um, let's say that somebody has a specific experience with one company. Is that beneficial, or do you want somebody that maybe his uh, – like tried a few different things on internship or even full-time, you know, like do you, do you want somebody that's had a large gap in employment or you kind of want to go in down that road, I guess. I think we definitely, um, we definitely look at the resumes and we, you know, we look to see, okay, if, if we're looking for a full-time person and they have, you know, four to five jobs in six years, you know, what is the reasoning behind that? Was it relocation? Was it, so you, you try to dig down into it a little deeper, but if it's, you know, a, just a job opportunity or it's a career change, that, those are, those might be tend to be like red flags, but um, somebody who has that, that steady work experience, um, you know, shows that they are more, maybe so more dedicated. Every, I think everybody's situation is different and you have to really call and talk to them if they're a potential good candidate in order to find out, you know, exactly what their circumstances are. You don't want to rule somebody out just because their resume, you know, they, they, they switch jobs every two years. There may be some logical reasoning behind that. Yeah. I always say that the resume is really just your foot in the door. You know, if you can um, kind of impress us with the resume uh, that gets the phone call and that, and then that's where we really uh, learn more about you when we can meet you, talk to you, um, meet you face to face even. Um, yeah, so just having a, a, a good resume is important, but um, it's not, it's definitely not what we um, make our sole decision on. Mm -hmm. Is there a GPA that you typically like to see, or is it not really way into much? We, Probably we, above uh, a 
Yeah. <laughs> I have been putting on probation. You better be breathing. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it's it's interesting because it, we have um, a lot of input from them, each manager from all of our divisions. Um, they are the ones that do are doing the um, ultimate hiring. Um, so Corey and I are more of the recruiting team, the initial screening in that. Um, yeah, having a, a good GPA, GPA is going to be helpful. Um, each, but like I said, each manager is going to have their own um, kind of requirements or things that they look for. You know, some yeah. managers will be turned off by uh, 2.0 or maybe somebody else really sees some potential in a candidate and is willing to take a risk on you know somebody with a, a lower GPA or something. So um, I wouldn't say we have a hard and fast rule on a GPA. I know, you know, when we are recruiting for our territory, um, this is going to sound kind of weird, but um, I don't like 4.0s. And if they have a 4.0, they better have a job. And I want to know the same thing. Yeah. I want to know how many hours a week they work. And if they still do a 4.0 and they work a lot, then that's awesome. But in this job, you're balancing 40 different things at the same time. So I like to see someone who has a part-time job um, with, you know, while they're going to school and a good GPA. I mean, I don't want it to be garbage, you know. I mean, you need to keep your grades up. But um, there's going to be some questions if you have a 4.0. What else? What are you involved in? Are you in clubs? Are you in a job, you know? Um, so. Your GPA only takes up one line on your resume. That's right. And I, I think in a lot of cases, there's a big difference between book smart and comments and smart. In, in some realms, um, well, for instance, those that are trying to apply into doctorate programs become a medical, in the medical profession, you're just a piece of paper, you know, and, and that's everything. And I feel like that at least in our line of work, or at least with CropQuest, like that's just a small piece of it that like a big piece of the evaluation is uh, at least a phone conversation, uh, at least a, a screening call. So <laughs> I basically, I mean, obviously I'm not the one doing the recruiting, but I basically view a degree as a piece of paper that says you are capable of learning and committing yep. to something. That's very okay. true. And you, you, you started something and you finished something. Yeah. And you are, you know, I can give you information and you can take it and process it and apply it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, for perspective, you know, folks looking to be an intern or full-time, uh, what's the best way to find us and apply and get the process going to potentially work for us? I think the best way would be visit our uh, cropquest.com um, homepage and then go to the career section. In the career section, it'll list the internship opportunities that we have and the full-time opportunities that we have. We also have um, a position on there that is like a agronomist position open to all locations. So if you're truly somebody who's really willing to relocate to any of our divisions, you can apply towards that one. If you have a specific division, I would encourage them to, you know, create a, a cover letter that specifically states what you're looking for so that we can, you know, read that and we have a better understanding of what that candidate really wants. But that's the best place is go to career, um, cropquest.com careers page, and then you can fill out the application online from there. And then I also, we have a careers at cropquest.com email address that they can always email us with additional questions or a resume if they, if they need to. And, and if you want uh, 
Probably the fastest way is, is Corey's personal cell phone number at 620 <laughs> 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 So don't do that. But, um, yeah, we, we've had a lot of folks, I'll say a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of guys that have uh, just kind of thrown something in there and uh, were not found at a career fair. They kind of found us. And, um, you know, Eric comes to mind. Um, he definitely found crop quest online and, um, he's been with us for quite a while. Well, and we've got two working in Ulysses, one that come from Australia and the other one from Honduras. We've had Joel and Beto on the podcast before and they, uh, legitimately sought us out. We did not seek them out. So, I mean, it, it does work. So Mm -hmm. the opportunity is there. So don't, if you don't intern with crop quest, don't get discouraged. There's still opportunities for folks who not, who, who, don't do that piece, you know. Or if you don't go to Oklahoma State or K State or Texas A and M or some, you know, big school where we tend to get a lot of our recruits, that doesn't mean that we're, you know, we we won't turn somebody from there down to pick a better candidate from a smaller school or something like that. I mean, that's only partially true. If you go to Texas A and M, you understand <laughs> your <laughs> premier. Okay, I mean. <laughs> It's uh, he's drinking the Kool Aid, folks. I, I drink <laughs> Kool Aid at a young age. So, so one uh, of the one of the things that we talk um, that I like to talk about with the interns, you know, just because you're not offered an internship the first year that you interview, doesn't mean don't come back next year. A year of experience, a year of courses, can really give you that foot in the door and make a difference um, in your your learning path and your personal growth. So they're they're encouraged to come back and talk to us year after year at these career fairs. That's how they're going to develop those relationships and get to know us. And we're going to remember them when we go back as well. Yep, for sure. So um, with that, is uh, Corey, Tracy, Brooke, Kevin, do we have anything else? I think that sums it up. We appreciate so. you guys inviting us. And- oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you for was, being on the podcast. It was Tracy a nice change of pace. me by the ear and drug me into this room. Yeah, like, right, <laughs> come in. You just, it's just nice that you just happened to be in the office today. Yeah, we're the place the perfect right opportunity. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's kind of fun even. You laughed. <laughs> so, well, we're laughing at you. Uh, that happens. It's kind of the story of my life. So with that... Um, Thanks for tuning into the Turn Row podcast. Colt, will you throw our social media out so we can people can find us there as well? Uh, yes, you can uh, email us at media at cropquest.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at CropQuest Inc. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Uh, to all three listeners, we thank you very much, and we'll <laughs> see you next time. See you. Bye. <laughs>